0: I mean, it's clear that you know it could be another election, could be anything happening. But so.
1: well be another election. I think most people will be publishing the posters. Serious? Yeah, yeah. But the the real danger of another election is that Sinn Fein will run more candidates and get more seats and, and do better. But
0: well, hopefully they get. Well, hopefully it goes down. It's not. It's like 2017, and then two years later, the next one they kick them out again. But yeah, anyway, they're bad news Sinn Fein. So.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Political Dregs. We are joined by Andrew again. I am Calvin. With me is Joel, Hamish and Amir. And we're going to talk about Ireland and the election that's just taken place. Hey. Um, what is the uh, Lord Lieutenant saying about this?
1: <laughs> uh, well, Leo Abraki has been quite quiet about it. He, I think he's kind of settled for opposition. Uh, he realises he's been rejected. He doesn't want to be seen to be associated with Sinn ruled out a coalition with Sinn Féin. This was the first time in 100 years that neither Fine Gael nor Fianna Fáil topped the poll. Like, this is the first time ever that Sinn Féin has topped the poll. Um, they obviously didn't run enough candidates to get enough seats, so they only have 37 seats, but um, it, it is very worrying for anyone. You know, 700 um, million euro was wiped off the shares of AIB and Bank of Ireland on, on foot of the result. You know, people mm. are very worried. About what the prospect of Sinn Féin and government. Why are so Ireland. many Irish
2: people voting for terrorists? What's happened?
1: Um, well, it's only, I suppose, it, I shouldn't really just dismiss it as it's only twenty five percent because it's twenty five percent too much. Um, but the North Northern Ireland Brexit, that is not why people are voting for Sinn Féin in this election. They're voting for Sinn Féin on domestic issues. We have a housing crisis. You know, you have people very good educated young graduates having to pay up to a thousand to rent a bed sit you know people are desperate and they were desperate for change and um there was always a danger that when Sinn thing got rid of jerry adams and got an attractive new leader in mary lou that you know they would become more appealing to, to, to the middle class mm.
0: have they got rid of him now? he's not gone away you know has he really oh, yeah.
1: you, know, you know shadowy figure um or not so shadowy uh, throughout this whole process and he's still kind of he's still a top dog in Sinn Féin
0: uh, is yeah. he
3: still on
1: TV? No he retired but he was there today with all their new uh, teams. so
0: he's involved I'm, I, I'm
4: interested about these domestic issues actually because we, we have a housing crisis here in London so what is the housing crisis in the Republic of Ireland what can you explain more
1: well essentially it's, it's a case of uh, supply and demand uh, oh. there's a lot of demand and not enough supply, and it kind of goes back to the financial crisis ten years ago. Um, a lot of construction workers went to Australia. Uh, we don't have the workers. We don't have the houses. We've very high rents. Uh, it's very unaffordable for young people. You've people in their 30s still living at home, not able to move out, not able to afford rent, trying to save to get on the ladder. It sounds familiar. But I mean, you're, it, it, you're right. in the EU. That why
2: don't you have, Why don't you have construction workers, etc.
4: Yeah
1: um well a lot of our construction workers now would be polish and romanian but it, it still isn't enough to um like like there was no house building for about 10 years in ireland so it's quite we're playing catch-up now and to the detriment of so many people uh, and that is why people are turning to sinn fein because it's the same way that people you know in the united states were drawn to the kind of the populist messages of trump it's um it's kind of similar to some extent it's,
0: yeah, literally. Well, they raised money for them, for the for them in Boston, plenty of times, and in New York, as did as did Trump. But yeah, other, um,
2: general, general, how, are of the other level. parties addressing these well, issues? Exactly.
1: Though. Well, Fine Gael, which was the party in government, would be the main mm. centre right party led by Lee Radker, and um, they introduced rent controls, which, um, good. which haven't exactly helped solve the problem. Well, it's not exactly centre right, um, is it? No, no we, we, we're, <laughs> we're, we're having, but you're, you're having the exact same discussions with the Tory party right now, you know, and, and its decisions to spend instead of lower tax. And st- like, you know, I think there's a crisis right now in support for the centre right in Ireland, and Sinn Féin have been the main benefactor of that.
3: One of the things I, I mean, I presume that I would vote Fine Gael, although I've never really understood the difference between Fine Gael and Fine Foyle. But whatever. Most Tories were quite excited when Viradka, Viradka was elected and became a Taoiseach because he seemed a bit more actually centre-right and, and everything. He really blotted his copybook, I think, with a lot of people on the right in the UK because of his... Right brexit position i mean sort of just going around sort of whoring out himself in ireland as the sort of i am you know, the eu sacrificial sacrificial and you know actually i have to say although i realise that you know the, the the government of the republic is now going to be probably something i don't like as opposed to something that you know more ideologically towards you know my own view i kind of have a perverse pleasure and and schadenfreude at seeing how he has fallen uh, because you know, while he was while he was traipsing around the Chancelleries of Europe, bitching about the British, he was actually ignoring his own problems and his own people, and he got the kicking he, he deserved. It. I can say.
1: Yeah, you, you've nailed it. I mean, Brexit was when he won an issue for one percent of voters, but his obsession with um, kind of his international standing, as opposed to rolling sleeves and dealing with the domestic issues, is now coming back to, to Biden um and look look he yes he is probably the most center-right Taoiseach we ever had but he is a Euro Federalist as well do you know like that is that is his whole political identity when he was um a, a student at Trinity College he was uh, involved in in European politics he was um the president of the youth of the European People's Party and so you know his focus has always been Europe he, he's not
0: uh, yeah, it's, it's very much for me, Fina Gael are very much a sort of Osborne style uh, selling everything off to, to selling off the family silver, just everything is about what yeah. makes you a bit richer or what makes the country richer economically in terms of money and uh, maybe yeah. Fina Gael would have a little bit more of a focus on identity of the so, country So, so just think, to tug on uh, that a bit
2: because I'm ignorant uh, of this, how would you compare Finney Fall in that sense then? Um, well,
1: Fina were more kind of um, uh, like that I, I think people draw, draw drew comparisons to FINA Fall recent election.
4: You know, say that again, I missed that.
1: People actually drew comparisons to FINA Fall and, and the Tory party in the recent election in mm. December twenty nineteen, you know, promising public spending, um, patriotism. That was the old FINA Fall of nineteen thirty two and nineteen seventy seven. But today, Finnegan, Fianna Fáil, one side, two coins, there's very little decept- that separates them today.
0: Two chicks from the same arc. So,
1: yeah.
4: so, so are, you, are you saying that uh, there's probably going to be a FGFF, uh, I can't pronounce those words, coalition, and um, then, uh, SF are going to be, like, sidelined? Or... You can say Sinn Féin. Yeah, I can, <laughs> but I choose not to. What, Sinn Féin. <laughs> um, I remember the old
3: days when we used to say Sinn Féin IRA. Yeah, well, I
4: mean, I do say I,
1: that. I All mean, right,
4: sure oh, say that again, Andrew, sorry.
1: Uh, no, look, I, I think, uh, f- to be fair to Fianna Fáil, they had a meeting today of their new TDs, and the new TDs categorically ruled out a coalition with Sinn Féin.
0: So, uh,
1: Distantly throughout the campaign, we're not going in with Sinn Féin. Uh, a lot of people are very concerned about the prospect of a Sinn Féin government, but there's a high-risk strategy of Finnegan and Fianna Fáil going in together, and isolating Sinn Fein because people are then wondering will they just do better in the next election mm. if they're being seen if this if, 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 if it strikes people that there's an establishment uh, mm. plot to keep them out of power,
0: yeah. So be it, though. I think I think uh you you've got to draw the line, and, and Sinn Fein are beyond the pale. Um, I until they, been, they, they, be... you know, literally less than 10 years ago, the members of the party are beating boys to death, and
1: Paul Quinn, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, there are some horrendous stories. I mean, you know, which they are not even begun to address. So no, uh, no. Yes.
1: They, they glorify their participation in the troubles. You know, it's not yeah. back on it. Like Germany looks back on, say the Holocaust and the Nazism and say, look, we're very sorry about this. Sinn Féin reps are still going to IRA commemorations. They're still no. singing songs like uh, Come Out You, Black and Tans. They're still using slogans. You know, there's no contrition whatsoever.
0: You know, right. And this is the only party in Europe that has an armed wing. I mean, this is uh, you know, this yeah. is crazy stuff. And and as a, you know, I find it very uh, very worrying. And the the net result of it, I agree. There's a bit of Schadenfreude about the way that Vradka behaved towards the UK. His arrogance. Yeah, no, um, frankly,
1: and I agree with you on that absolutely. Um people, but, in- yeah, Bradca is very smarmy and um, very. Um he rubs people up the wrong way. You know, yeah, like, definitely. Like, but
0: yeah. the result of this will not be good for the UK. Having Sinn Féin in, in government certainly will never, no. ever be good for the and, UK.
1: Andrew,
4: do you... Um, I mean, Sinn Féin won in Northern Ireland, and they've now yeah. in a way won in Republic of Ireland. In
1: what sense did they win in
4: Northern Ireland? Well, they,
1: they, 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 they're the largest nationalist party, so they have to be... Japanese. Of course they're the largest
4: nationalist party. You be, like, <laughs> yeah. that. But... Like,
0: I Did Did didn't win overall. It was a draw, a, a, a bloody draw.
4: Okay, so anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is, regardless of,
3: don't let facts get in your way, Amir.
4: Yeah, whatever. Um, are Sinn Fein going to somehow block the deal at the that's a for the end of this year between the UK and the EU in order to push through some kind of hard border so that they can collapse the Good Friday Agreement and maybe. Maybe it's the advent of unification. I don't know.
1: Well, tell me. It's a very interesting question because Sinn Féin has more positions on Europe and Brexit um, than the Kama Sutra. You know, they uh, traditionally, when there was ever when there was a European Union referendum in Ireland on the treaties, Sinn Féin always advocated a no vote. You know, the, the veteran Labour politician Tony Benn um, being invited to speak at Sinn Féin events, campaigning for a no vote for the Lisbon Treaty. Uh, they have been always Jeremy
0: Corbyn, of course.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm mean, sure there you go. Yeah. Uh, they they have always been a very Eurosceptic party, but all of a sudden, when you had the Brexit referendum and you suddenly had a situation where the DUP were supporting leave, you the <laughs> enemy Sinn Féin, of course, then t- takes a remain position. Um, so you know, th- they say that they're going to make the European Union suddenly take a stance on the issue of Irish unity similar to the stance that the um, European Union presently has on Cypriot unity. But, of course, the context is very different. Cyprus, the north of Cyprus, is occupied by Turkey. You know, arguably, you know, Northern Ireland has been in the United Kingdom before the Irish state even existed. Yep. So I yeah, just but of course they do, they, they characterise this as a British occupation.
0: Exactly. Well, there's never been a United Ireland in that sense, has there? So, um yeah, I mean, I would like to see the EU. Personally, I would like to see the EU step in uh, and take um, and take a view should Sinn Féin enter the Irish government, should it, and, and whether that is compatible it, with European it, values.
1: It's it's hypocritical that they haven't, because obviously they they intervened when Poland elected PIS. Indeed, and uh, they intervened when um, the Austrian centre right went in with the Freedom Party, which former Nazis for former Nazis. So I am surprised that there's been no way in here. But I think that confirms a lot of suspicions that people would have of the European Union and, you know... No, I, I think it's right that they haven't done
3: that because, frankly, if, if the Irish want to be governed by Sinn Féin, then that's the matter for the Irish. I don't see the European Union taking a policy position on being supportive of Irish reunification because it's not in their member states' interests. I mean, Spain well, if, is an if, obvious if, example.
1: But if the people in Northern Ireland do vote for unity, Northern Northern Ireland will automatically be back in the EU, but that's that's not advocating that. That's just procedural. Safety, well, yes,
3: they? because they're joining a, a member state. I mean, that's that's yeah. you know a, a, anyone anyone with sort of half a brain cell could tell you that. Although I've always been intrigued by the um, the arrangements uh, for a border poll because it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I, I understand the Good Friday Agreement, there has to be a a vote to join the Republic. <clears throat> In Northern Ireland, in Northern Ireland, but also the uh, in Ireland, there needs to be a vote. Both, yeah, it's,
1: it'll have so, to be a referendum on both sides. So there is
3: presumably, although it may be unlikely, but there is theoretically a possibility that the Northern Irish vote to join the Irish Republic and the Irish Republic say no, and I wonder what happens in that that's
1: situation. Entirely, that's entirely plausible. Uh, we've ne- we we haven't really looked at that because everything has been in hypotheticals in relation to a border poll. But you could have a situation, yeah, where one side, where one jurisdiction votes for unity and the other jurisdiction rejects unity. That could happen. But, you know, we've never had to look at that. It depends what if comes first. Easy, it? It
4: if, if, easy, if the Northern Irish vote for reunification, there's no way that the Republic of Ireland are going to say no. They will just jump I on board.
1: Agree, I agree. But there are, and I would say it's Fine Gael voters more so than anyone else down here would be very concerned about the economic implications of unity what it would mean f- for GDP per person Um, you know we, do, we like the, the, the Treasury in London subvents Northern Ireland by about 15 billion pounds like we, we're we're gonna have to start paying for Northern Ireland if we take it on so there's a lot of concern about that yeah uh, Mary Lou you're, you're like, welcome look, there is friend. another
2: way to unite Ireland uh, we can always welcome Ireland back into the kingdom no. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: well look um, <laughs> Trump, Trump obviously uses language like, you know, the Mexicans going to pay for the wall. Mary Lewis turned around yesterday and said, "Oh, sure, the British are going to give us twelve billion if we vote for unity?" You know, does th- this real, we'll have our unity and the British will pay for it kind of attitude? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's,
3: that, I mean that's such a pathetic, especially from Sinn Fein. It's such a pathetic. Um, position to take because it's like you want, you want your unity in political because the British are awful and evil and occupiers oh but you'll suck their cock for
0: the money Typical, what well, this is what we need Rishi Sunak as Chancellor to stand up to and say absolutely no way Andrew, but,
4: so let me ask you another question since you're our resident yeah. expert here if no deal is struck by the end of this year and yeah. there is a hard border, border between Northern Ireland and the Republic what's going to happen?
3: well reject, reject the premise of the question Andrew there will not be a
1: hard border there won't I, like I, I think uh, we, we mm-hmm. I think there will be a deal because if you if obviously
4: don't... we all think there's going to be a deal but
1: I don't like to really go into that topic for the simple reason that I think we give too much credence to what Sinn Féin will or won't do and I, when, I, when I mean Sinn Féin I mean the more kind of clandestine part of Sinn Féin like would there be violence, and if there was going to be violence, would we listen to the threats of violence as a kind of exactly, absolutely? You know, like I, I think it, it, you're really playing with fire when you talk about the border and whether you know the IRA will start bombing targets again. Um, and that border, it, it's, it's, it's,
3: it's 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 first of all, there's absolutely no way that under any circumstances ever that there will be a hard border because even if there was no deal, the British and the Irish don't want to have a hard border. No. Between Ulster and, and, and the Republic, so there won't was isn't going to be one unless Ursula well. von der Leyen unless Ursula von der Leyen and the Commission want to come over and build it themselves, there ain't gonna be one. Second of all, absolutely right. Sorry, hang on, just let me just one second. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Second of all, absolutely right that we shouldn't be saying, "Oh well, you know, we were going to be cowed by the threats of terrorists." And third of all, if you actually listen to the terrorists, and Channel Four interviewed a, a provisional a member of the Provisional IRA about this recently, and his attitude was, "We fucking hate the British anyway. We're going to attack them anyway. It doesn't really matter if they put a fucking border out there. We're the fucking yeah. IRA."
1: There are dissident. Like, there is dissident activity. There was a protest today in. Um, and the court where Lyra McKee's uh, murderer was charged. So there are people out there that that don't believe in the peace process. That don't believe, oh. like you know, there there are there is a dissident element out there. And to be fair, and I know th- this might sound absolutely bizarre to you all, but there is a, an element that Jerry Adams himself couldn't even control. So oh. these people, oh, like these people, will and could attack and. Um, like the- they're not going to
3: just do it because there's a fucking border or hard border. They're gonna yeah. if they're going to do it, they're going to do it anyway.
1: Well, I mean, in 2009, we had the shooting dead of two soldiers in Antrim. Um, like that was about, that was a nine years after the or ten years after the peace process. You know, so um, like there are isolated incidents already. Yes, where uh, and Lyra McKee as well, where yeah. they look and they have they have taken people's lives.
3: I actually find it really objectionable the way that Remainers like Amir and others have, have used the threat. I'm not using the whole, threat. You, see, you absolutely are using the threat. I'm not you using the threat. threat. It's you're a question. You're 100%, no, you're 100% using It's an
4: threat. open-ended question yeah, which was answered.
3: No, no. Not just now, but just generally over the past three and a half years. Using the threat of <laughs> so IRAs. So, a Two years ago,
4: I was... Fully behind
1: to raise whatever. There is a
3: security. Have been using that threat as a way to, to stop a perfectly, you know, uh, legitimate vote to leave the European Union, which is you know, supported in the United Kingdom. And the idea, you know, it's a bit like saying, oh well, you know, you know, we can't have Pakistan because of, of you know the Hindu nationalists will will uh, you know cause terrorism. We do not bend to the whims of terrorism. Not in Ireland. Not in Europe, anywhere.
4: No, we're we're it, on the same page, dude. You're you're kind of going off. Yeah, topic you, the, it, it, it,
0: the point was that yes, we don't bow to terrorism, but anything to do with the border was unnecessarily antagonising the situation. Fair comment. Yeah, well, it, it, the it's... reason that yeah we we, we wanted to essentially neutralise that issue with a softer Brexit was because that border issue had been so poisonous over the years. Yes, it's not very nice to link it to violence, but it's just a reality. But
1: not Who just there is a, There's a cohort of voters in Northern Ireland today that claim that they neither identify with Ireland or with Britain, but with both. And they would be the Alliance Party. And they their main uh, attack line is not necessarily violence, but you know, that Northern Ireland voted remain and, and, and they would pivot to more, more towards Europe. Now, how that all plays out, that Brexit now has already happened and those debates are tired old debates now at this stage, is going to be really interesting. Um, but Michal Martin, who was the leader of the opposition and he could potentially be Taoiseach yet, yeah, he said uh, to on BBC Newsnight when asked, uh, is, is alignment uh, a red line for, for his Irish government? He said it would be so i think most of the parties in ireland they agreed in brexit they're probably going to agree on on a strategy for the Withdrawal agreement too they probably want alignment as much as possible or not the Withdrawal yeah. agreement but the actual future trading relationship oh, yeah. oh
4: one of these uh 10 new free ports are one of them going to be in ireland or two potentially
1: ireland? After, the, the, the prime minister said it's up to uh we've lost you oh there we go yeah go.
2: sorry
1: uh, we'll have to wait and see. The Prime Minister has said that the decision on free ports will be decided by an independent commission. Yeah, consulta- so, Consultation. You know, in but I think
2: that's been an interesting conversation about Ireland. And I want to thank Andrew Ralph once again for coming on the show. Uh, it's it's oh, been a awesome. pleasure. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And ho- hopefully, the next time I'm on the show, there won't be a Sinn Féin government. But we'll have to wait and see. Yes, it indeed. took 70
4: yeah. days last time. You think it's going to yeah. be done sooner?
1: I think it'll. I think the horse trading will go on until Easter, uh, middle of April and then we'll really see um, heads grinding together around the table. I'd say it'll be uh, Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin. Well, we avoided
0: this, the, the nightmare of a Sinn Féin government here under Jeremy Corbyn so we hope that yeah. you avoid that as I, well in Ireland.
1: A, a good, a good kind of point. If, if Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil go in together, it's kind of like the British equivalent of the Tories and the SNP going in together to keep Corbyn out. It's, it's that kind of Oh,
4: really?
1: so... <laughs> and actually, uh, just on the SP, they've been very quiet about the Irish election victory. Um, I, I you know, I, I would have thought they would have made more political mm. capital.
4: Well, they've got their own problems, dude. They've got like what is it? We'll we'll
2: they Salmond
0: more on the SP, don't worry, we're gonna have finance FNP. minister. What happened to him? He yeah. was like texting. And on that, boys, move, thank
2: like, you very that. much for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Please <laughs> like, subscribe, and comment. And listen to us on Spotify, on iTunes, and we're everywhere. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Bye.
3: So, shall we say hello to some friends of the show? It's everyone's favorite segment because I'm. Hi,
0: friends. Hi, friends.
3: Any friends, this is the moment where we say hello to people who watch us, who leave comments. If you want a shout out on the show, leave us a comment. Could be amusing, could be sincere, could be abusive, frankly. We'll read them out and you get a little shout out on our little show.
4: Yes, I, 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 oh, sorry, Joel.
0: So. No, no, no. Well, one was for Lord Wolf, whether he thought that you know. I know he's been concerned that we've been a bit too serious, but the reality is we live in serious times. Who's Lord um, Wolf? You know, he's Lord the...
2: Elby Wolf. <laughs> Lord Furlow.
0: No, yeah,
2: Lord, Lord
3: Wolf was the was the Lord Chief Justice. I think mean, he did well, the. He, he's a friend of the show as well? How do, you know, he, might... he, he he wrote the Civil Procedure Rules, so a shout yourself. out to, to to Lord Wolf for doing the CPR. Thanks very much. I want to people. give a
2: shout out to Spoon, um, that's five uh, p o zero n or Solomon, uh, who did an interview with me on um, his YouTube channel recently.
4: So... Oh, you oh, do I know, Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, So shout out to Geordie B, just a twenty-three-year-old podcaster who sent us a message said, "Hey guys, your podcast is great." And your passion for politics, I have never seen in many people, oh. apart from myself, Elameo. Li- oh,
3: well, I'd just like to say, obviously, we've got all our traditional friends, including Lord Wolf, apparently, and Lord Thurlow uh, from East Anglia University. But I've got a Twitter comment that I enjoyed from at JimmyJ101. This is a silly interpretation of what's happening, Amir. You don't need any context because it's
0: applicable to everything he said.
2: <laughs> so you could just
0: say it with that, just <laughs> <at> Jimmy. <laughs> Whenever whenever Emir speaks, that's an <laughs> at Jimmy. <laughs> that's completely Brilliant. unfair.